Hi, I'm Liza. And I'm Jeremy. And this is the Parent Skills Podcast. All right, all right. So guys, you may have noticed that the intro is still Jeremy and Al and Liza, no longer yep. Kurt. We yep. have not booted him out. He is still on vacation or we are still shooting in the same day, however you want to yep. imagine no it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we are still in the phase of summer, I think. We're kind of phasing out. We're in August and looking forward to things to come. We were just talking about before we got on when we found out when we were pregnant with each of our kiddos mm-hmm. and how... It just evolves how momentous it was that our first child, we really documented it and we knew we actually were in Rwanda and took pictures and were able to tell people when we found out. Oh, yeah. What you had. Oh, no, face. I was just going <laughs> to say that the, the we were cleaning out with the kids. I, I, I don't know if I told you this. We were clean out, cleaning out with the kids uh, last week and we pulled out all these scrapbooks and Peyton had this amazing, our firstborn had this amazing scrapbook. Oh, please don't remind me. Like of every single month, there's a picture of him and a little thought. We had these notes from people that came to visit him and then the rest of the kids were like, where's mine? I'm like, Yep, we're those parents. You like can't even tell them apart. I know, our oldest, well we attempted, we were gonna do 365 days of Peyton, that never happened. Scrapbooking ended about 10 years ago, or nine maybe, to be generous. And then Audrey, we were saying our second kiddo, I frankly can't remember <laughs> when we found out or we didn't even attempt. And then our third child, we joked that it was like the second trimester by the time we figured out we were pregnant. I mean, the fourth one, we were very planned because we knew we wanted to have four. But yes, yes sweet Tegan, we apologize to our three girls who don't have a lot of scrapbooks. They have a ton of pictures because mm-hmm. producer Jeremy video guy he just does everything and so he has lots of documentation yeah. but then his wife does not have a lot of time or energy or passion and skill behind scrap but see that's my theory is that i at least capture the moment if it's yes. at least captured put somewhere you can always come back to it you can do all that other stuff to it yes but if you don't take the picture well and i admire those people who are wise and do the like annual shutterfly year books but even that just feels like it takes so much energy and time and thought in my world that I just can't handle it. So we'll just scroll through our photo album digitally of 25 Oh, I know you. Whenever those kids are yep. out of the house, it'll be a project, I'm sure. Well, then I won't Find be able to. Hobby. I know. I'm like, then I won't be able to tell which kid is which kid when they're out of the house. That'll be in what, 18 years of this, right? <laughs> well, anyway, enough about our my inability to track with our children's memories. Again, we will apologize forever to Audrey and Kylan Tegan. But uh, we have a special guest, Miss Kayla Harker. How are you, Kayla? Hello, great. So glad to be here. Yes, we're so grateful you're here. Um, Kayla is a mama, a young mama of two little ones that are a whopping 16 months apart. How old are Miss June and Miller right now? Yeah, June just turned two. Okay. Ann Miller is almost nine months. Oh, wow. So yeah, very, She's very in wild. The times. Thick of it, yes. <laughs> oh, and a sidebar, Kayla. We are we are not doing the second jingle per your recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy and I had a discussion this morning, and we we're like, "Well, Kurt's not here. Let's just, just see how it, it goes." Out. Yeah, no, I mean, I might get back. fired when out. Kurt listens to these and realizes. But we we're like, no, it I is might weird. Get fired. Oh well, <laughs> like, you know. Don't give me your advice. You know, I think it was wise. Jeremy agreed. I was like, it feels like the second jingle. Maybe we should be selling something. And then he had a whole vision that just felt like we'll do that one day, but not today. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, yeah. That's for another podcast. We've already. 
Yeah. We, we got to hear from Kayla soon, so yes. I won't talk about that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but Kayla is very in the thick of it, raising little ones. But I love that she has a huge heart and passion for Saddleback parents and is going to be contributing more via our social media soon. So stay tuned for that. We do have an Instagram. We do, Sa- yeah. Saddleback parents. parents. Yeah, we'll be relaunching it in the next Praise couple the weeks. Lord. So. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Kayla is awesome and will be helping us relaunch it as a. Again, see, we can just dig on Kurt because he's not here. Kurt struggled to find the password for quite some time, but he set it up. He didn't know he set it up. So now that Kayla has like helped him. him. Mm-hmm. Kayla is also secretively Kurt's daughter. So yeah. <laughs> not so, secretively, publicly. So I can talk as much as I yeah. want about yes. it. And no, this is not the episode where she dishes the dirt. Yes. We try to convince her, but no. We'll see. Yes. Maybe something will come out. We'll yeah. See. yeah. <laughs> we'll yes. see what happens. See, totally. <laughs> but our goal today is to talk about, um, especially to uh, our younger parents, those that are more in the midst of maybe newborns to toddlers, because we know that it is not um, all rainbows and unicorns as much as we want to have those glorious pictures of the maternity shoots and the uh, birthing shots. <laughs> Kayla's already cringing. Remember, yeah, I don't want moments. that. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, if you guys know any new parents or soon to be new parents, this would be an awesome one to share. Or if you are a new parent, and even if you are a parent who is older, who has got older children, it still might be worth the listen, right? Because oh, yeah. there's always wisdom, no matter what phase and stage you are. Or maybe it's even reminiscing of like, oh my gosh, I remember when my 18-year-old was wearing diapers and creating chaos or all of that fun stuff. So yeah. So tell us a little bit about what is life like raising two under two? It is wonderful and wild and my brain is mush (laughs) and that about sums it up. But yeah, I mean, from the very beginning, I feel like it was just chaos to me. We were not planning on having our second so close in age and we basically found out we were pregnant the week before our world shut down with the pandemic and we were like, okay, what do we do? And that was kind of the beginning of the expectations (laughs) being different than maybe what we had planned and the reality being different than we had planned. So, and I think that's something that I've learned of just, okay, you have to hold everything with such a loose hand because yeah, God always has different plans. And it's now, I feel like it's more wonderful than I could have imagined, but in the moment and at the beginning, especially, you know, I was telling Liza earlier, the newborn phase was just really hard for me. And I do not consider myself to be a newborn mom I feel like I'm a perfect toddler mom but (laughs) newborn life is just rough and so that whole phase was tough and I feel like I'm coming out of that fog and learning to enjoy it a little bit more and finding kind of our new routine and new normal but yeah still crazy yeah but a little bit more fun (laughs) but I love you sharing that because it's okay to not love every phase of parenting. Now, that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you don't love your child yeah or you just say "Eh, I'm not a newborn parent sorry Colton it's your job right it's just owning that of like okay I may not be doing the best yeah but I'm gonna learn maybe from a lot of people in the season I'm gonna seek a lot of wisdom because this is not my sweet spot totally but then getting through it yeah and recognizing that it gets better and maybe you know better may look different in every phase but I think that was the hope that I had with my second having been through it before and knowing like, okay, once they hit one, like even that is a huge accomplishment. You're not dealing as much with the bottles and the routine and checking the clock every three hours to make sure they're fed and, you know, they start sleeping a little bit better. And so I think it's just, you know, whatever phase of parenting you're in, I think there's always good in the next 
phase, of course you want to enjoy the phase that you're in, but if totally. that phase is tough, yeah. I think just recognizing like, okay, the next phase may be more suited to my personality or I might be a better parent to teenagers and that might be my sweet spot and that might be really fun and enjoyable for me if maybe the early elementary years were tough. Um, so yeah, I think for me, like I said, toddlerhood has been, it's crazy, but it's been so fun just to do stuff with her and go take her on adventures and talk to her. And of course, yeah, I love my baby, but it's just so sweet to be able to have those conversations. And it just makes you that much more excited with your younger ones of, okay, this is next. And we get to do this fun thing together and life is going to be different. And yeah. Good. Well, I know even though Kayla and Colton are in the midst of it, what I love is you guys are already learning so much. You have just in the little bit you shared before we started the podcast, I was like, wow, I don't even know if I know that now. And we have kids that are way (laughs) older at this phase. But I mean, I think that would be if you could share maybe some of those great lessons you've learned, whether it's about yourself or whether it's parenting in that phase with your kids. um, I know that those listening would definitely be blessed and benefit from it, as I know we did just hearing it before. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, I'm definitely an introvert and someone who values alone time and space. And so having a baby who is quite literally attached to you most of the time was really tough. And so I think, you know, when it comes to boundaries and creating boundaries and what that looks like, that was something that was huge for me to learn. And maybe I didn't do it quite as well the first time around, but I think with my second, I just realized, okay, I need to be able to communicate to my husband, to my family when I need help, when I need space, tell him, you know, okay, I need to take a nap for one hour and I will see you at this time. This is what the baby needs. Like I need this break right now. And so being able to communicate that was huge and just recognizing it's okay to ask for what you need. And sometimes that means telling people or telling family, you know, hey, we can't come over for dinner tonight. We need a date night or we need you know, this alone time, we're going to stay home and watch a movie together. We're not going to do game night with friends or whatever that looks like for you. Just creating those boundaries, I think, was a huge learning for me. Um, Gosh, that's yeah. that's important, right? Because, I mean, I remember two things. So we, Jeremy and I had at one point three under three. Now, we joke that we could possibly share about this, but we also, it's such a blur, I can't frankly remember half of that time. <laughs> but, I mean... One of the things that I always joke about is I used to love language. One of my love languages used to be physical touch. And that just died when we had children <laughs> because it was like I'm breastfeeding. I'm holding one. I'm literally trying to go to the bathroom and they're on top of me. Yes. And so I think that shifts, right? Just a physical boundary for sure of like, okay, why are you nodding your head so much? This is, <laughs> you can't even see him. <laughs> I'm applying a filter. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> But it's true, right? So you have to have some physical boundaries, obviously, as far as I love what you said about like, maybe you just need a nap because you can't be your best when you're coming from a place of emptiness and Mm. feeling overwhelmed. But I I think the other thing is that reminder, especially when you guys have little ones of you have so many people that want to see the baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, we just want to see the baby. Oh, we want to come help. And it's okay to say no. (laughs) Like, you know, of course, like you may, especially being an introvert, but maybe you're an extrovert and you're just like, I am toast. Like Mm -hmm. I'm overstimulated. The baby didn't sleep well. It's not always about, well, your great aunt who flew in from Minnesota Mm -hmm. has to see the baby. Like maybe they can see the baby tomorrow and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is funny how much on that note, how much you get a lot of well-intentioned people. Yeah. They're excited to see the baby or whatever, but they don't realize that they're actually putting a little bit more onto you right and that's so much of our 
culture, I feel like is bringing, especially in ministry, bringing meals to people, wanting yeah. to stop yeah. by and help out, which is so needed at certain times. But yeah, I remember the first, my first time with the first baby, just feeling like, okay, I need to get dressed in like jeans and entertain <laughs> these people who are coming to see my kid. And the second time around, I was like, okay, Colton, you can go take the baby. You can say <laughs> hi at the door. I'm going to be in my room. Yeah. Or I just am in my pajamas for three days in a row. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally what's adapting for sure. So for sure, boundaries, learning them, figuring that out. I mean, mm -hmm. I love what you said too, that maybe you didn't figure out perfectly with the first kiddo, but if you have more than one child, then you alter, you fix it from there and you re-define you you what mm -hmm. a boundary is. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the second would be just releasing expectations. I'm someone who really likes consistency and plans and relying on routine um and obviously kids are the opposite of well, that your baby didn't just come out <laughs> breastfeeding every two hours perfectly right sleeping 12 hours <laughs> no no yeah and i think you know my first actually was a pretty good sleeper and my second i was just expecting him to be a the good same. sleeper too and he wasn't and i had so like i was angry about that i had some like anger issues that i was working mm. through for a while of just why aren't you doing what i thought you would do and i mean expectations and everything with my toddler too i oh. expect to be able to go to the park and have fun with you but sometimes you're going to have a meltdown in the parking lot and that's not my plan um and so i think just kind of learning you know that's okay that's them their job is not to create my peace you know their job is you know they're they're not responsible for me and my feelings and so i think just recognizing that okay i can be independently calm and happy and have my own time to do that rather than relying on my kid to meet that need um was just big i'm still learning that but <laughs> yeah no but i mean man i already will say kudos to you kayla that if you're already learning that because i think there are plenty of teenage parents especially as they have expectations of their child going to a certain school or even going to school or i think katie kind of talked about that in mm -hmm. her podcast mm -hmm. yeah, about with raising did. adult children so i love that it kind of comes full circle that even with little ones, you might have expectations of, well, my girlfriend's kid is sleeping through the night or, you know, I heard that sleep training is the best thing. And so I expect it to work. Well, God gave you two very different children. Mm -hmm. I mean, they both come from Galen Colton and they both yeah. were supposed to do the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not so you much. Think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have a question for you, Kayla. Mm -hmm. So you have two under two which is very close in age. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences because their mm -hmm. developmental is so different. How have you guys handled that when you have one that's running around and another one that, frankly, is like a loaf of bread you need it's to carry around everywhere? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what have you guys done? Yeah, you know, I actually got really great advice at the beginning, and it was, you know, your toddler, who at the time was about 16 months old when we brought our baby home, um, they are in such a phase of learning and developing and in those moments when maybe both of them are melting down at the same time, um, try as best as you can to kind of get down on the level of your toddler and talk to them. And, you know, if your baby needs to cry for an extra two minutes because he's hungry or needs a nap or whatever, um, when you can, you know, put them in a safe place and make sure they're okay and safe, but kind of hone in on your toddler and make sure that you're speaking to your toddler and meeting their needs in the moment as much as you can, because at that age, they're the ones that are going to remember mm. and be affected by that maybe more than your baby would. And so I think, you know, now that our second is a little bit older, that gets a little bit harder. And we try to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, meet both of their needs at the same time, which if you figure that out, let me know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was great advice at the beginning when they are so yeah. little is kind of, you know, when you can 
um, focus on your toddler and be as, you know, available to them as you can. It's good. And I, like I think that, that helped with the jealousy and all mm-hmm. of that for sure. Yeah. You no know, meeting your child where they're at, mm-hmm. you know, is that what I'm hearing you say. And I think, yeah, it shifts when they get older. And yes, we can't just leave one of our kids in a room and hope he or she entertains himself. <laughs> but like, like you said, we're talking a couple minutes. We're not saying like, sorry, I'm going to go deal with June for five hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Miller, make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, just recognizing that those split seconds or minutes will be a game changer. That yeah. when you're meeting the one child where they're at, their needs could be met so that yeah. then they feel mm-hmm. seen I, and heard. I'll add some to that is, you know, as our kids have gotten older, going back to that point of dealing with your older one first, mm-hmm. even when you get out of the toddler phase and all that, um, I think we've personally found some value in that because there's a trickle down. Mm-hmm. Like in our, in our instance, uh, you know, the oldest is a boy and the rest are girls. And so I have a, I have a, I specifically as a dad, I, I want to like reach out to him and build into him the most because I know mm-hmm. that affects his sisters are looking I'll up to him. see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, and I'm sure even now you're seeing that mm-hmm. uh, with your own. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, some good stuff. I mean, we didn't even probably talk about half of your outline, Kayla. So good news <laughs> is we might have some time that... uh we might have you do a part two of this or kind of a different direction. Okay. But I mean, definitely what what I heard you say today is definitely knowing the boundaries, identifying them, having boundaries, especially as a newborn to toddler parent, or let's be real, as a parent, you need to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. Let's just go simple. (laughs) Have boundaries, parents, whatever that looks like, define them, identify them and keep them. Um, The next one is to release expectations, that we might have expectations of what our kids should be doing or how I should be as a parent. Sometimes we need to release them. We want to have expectations. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes we also need to release them so we're not dying on that hill over them. And then the last thing is definitely just meeting your child where they're at. You know, knowing that you might have multiple kids and we can't just do herd mentality. It's we got to spend some individual time with them to meet them where they're at. You're awesome, Kayla. You were wise beyond your years with two little ones. And uh, we will definitely have you back. But uh, if you haven't checked out saddlebuckparents.com there is some great stuff on there I know you should definitely subscribe to our Instagram as Kayla's going to be reviving that in the next few weeks Mm -hmm. here but at saddlebuckparents.com there's definitely stuff on the phases and stages so maybe check out On Track Parenting where you can hone in on this phase and stage of early development thanks so much